Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. It's sports from a kid's point of view. This is Behind the Line on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, here is your host. Hello and welcome to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin and you're listening here on Voice America Kids in partnership with the Kidstar Radio Network. For more information, you can go to www.kidstar.org. We said this last show, it's April. It's a it's the end of April, the beginning of May. It's a it's a big couple of months in sports. The MLB is in full swing now. The NBA and the NHL playoffs are getting to the good part. The PGA Tour is even getting to the middle of the season. We're going to talk about that a little later. But first, we're going to talk about the latest news of the collective bargaining agreement in the NFL, and we're also going to talk about the business side of sports. Roger Goodell, as well as a few NFL officials, published the 2011-2012 NFL regular season schedule as well as the training camp schedules and the practice game schedules. And this is all in the middle of the CBA where the players and the owners are really arguing with each other. They're not doing well. They're, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are suing the league which we don't, we don't know the exact details of that, but they're suing the NFL, and Roger Goodell still still goes out and publishes the schedule. I disagree with this. I'm proud to be a football fan, but I think right now there's a 25% chance there'll be a season this year. I hate to say that, but I feel that it's my obligation to say that because there's not much hope. They're, they haven't come to an agreement yet, them being the NFLPA, as well as the owners, and the owners aren't helping. Roger Goodell isn't helping. I've stated my my not hatred, but I've stated my opinions about him. I don't like what he's doing with the NFL at all. I think he's finding people for odd things, and he's finding them too much money. And I think he the power has gotten to his head. I don't know how long it takes to make a schedule for 32 teams in 17 weeks, but it can't be very short. Even if it takes two hours to make that schedule, Roger Goodell had to hire somebody or he did it himself or he needed to use the NFL's money and resources, and he could be spending his time trying to figure out how to make the NFL season happen, how to make it better, how to make uh, the players in college go to the NFL draft. It's such a big mess right now, but not just with the NFL. Sure, the NFL CBAs across all the headlines and on all the news in all the newspapers, but it's also going to happen next year with baseball. The CBA contract for the the MLBPA and the owners are up next year. The NHL almost had a lockout 2 years ago and they had one about 5 or 6 years ago. The business side of sports is turning in to a monster. Owners, players, Everybody's trying to make more money from sports, and it's becoming too much. Sports, professional athletics, and even collegiate athletics are becoming the number one kind of entertainment. There's no question about that. The Super Bowl 
has 95 million people viewing it each year. The World Series around 60. So you, you can't say that people enjoy movies more than sports. Some do. But people aren't fans of movies the way they're fans of professional athletic teams, whether it's a minor league baseball team, an AHL hockey team, or an NFL team. They're fans of it. And they are fanatically fans of it. They paint their faces. They go to 20-degree weathers wearing no clothes, and they paint their body. You don't do that for a movie, but you do that for your favorite sports team. But it's sad to say that the business side of sports is becoming 70% of professional athletics. It is. Alex Rodriguez makes $27.5 million a year from the Yankees contractually alone. He does not, Subtracting endorsements, subtracting appearances, sub, subtracting everything else, he makes $27.5 million from the Yankees. That is the biggest contract in baseball, and it has been for the past three years. But I don't have a problem with Alex Rodriguez making that much money. He's the best at what he does. And Mark Zuckerberg is the best at what he does, and he was the youngest billionaire. You can compare it to anything. If you're the best at what you do, the absolute best, and it's been proven, you should make all that money. What I have a problem with is owners really caring more about the money than their team. Frank McCourt just had an MLB representative take over his position as the Dodgers owner. That's not good. That's not good for Frank McCourt, and that's not good for the MLB's publicity. But it happened because Frank McCourt was trying to get endorsements from Fox, and he was taking out loans. It was a big mess, and that's what sports are becoming, a big mess. And back in the 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s, it was simple. You watched a Major League Baseball team go out, play baseball. The tickets were under $10, and... Everything was good. But then something happened. Something in the MLB happened, and it, it was just, it wasn't good. Kurt Flood was a, a Major League Baseball player. He won gold gloves twice, and he was a great player. He was amazingly fast. He was born in Houston, Texas. He played for the Washington Senators. He played for the Cincinnati Reds. But he played for the St. Louis Cardinals for the bulk of his career. And during the end of his career, he sued the Cardinals with contractual issues. And that's really when it started, when the business side of sports started happening. In the 30s, 40s, and 50s, MLB players, as well as NFL players, had to take on off-season jobs to get by. The salary they were making from playing a professional sport wasn't good enough. Sure, Mickey Mantle at the end of his career was perfectly fine with the salary the Yankees were giving him, but at the beginning of his career, he worked on a farm because he could not get by on that. And when Mickey Mantle retired, it was right around the time Kurt Flood was starting to sue the Cardinals. And after that, free agency happened and arbitration happened and the Rule 5 draft and all these different rules about free agency and sports and the business side of it started to happen. And that's when sports became less simple. The MLB, the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, there has been rumors and even threats about the players not playing, the players 
being involved in a lockout. And that's just sad. That is sad. It's sad that next year you might not be able to turn on a baseball game or an NFL football game because those are American sports. The MLB, baseball is America's national pastime and football is America's sport and we might not be able to see that. That's what's sad to me and that's it seems like the owners are getting greedy and that's just the bulk of the owners. There are some owners that love being the owner of a team because they love the sport, they love a team and they decided to buy the team and run the operations. Steve Biscotti of the Ravens was one. But as the modern times grow, it seems as though owners really try to take over sports with their money and with their people they hire and with the players they get. There's huge controversies that the Patriots and the Yankees all have huge wallets and millions of dollars to spend on players, and they go out and they sign them. Big cities all have teams that do that. The Boston Red Sox, the New England Patriots, the New York Knicks, and the New York Yankees. It seems like they have a never-ending bank account, and they can go out and sign any players they need to to win. And that's kind of unfair to Milwaukee, which is a bad example because they made a lot of off-season acquisitions. With the Brewers, you know, with the Packers, the St. The St. Louis Cardinals aren't a very good one because they have Albert Pujols, but the Cleveland Browns, the, even the Cleveland Indians, small-town cities really don't have the bank account to go out and sign those players. And it's it's not unfair because there's no rule against having a lot of money. It's not unfair because, in a way, the Cleveland Indians can go out and trade and sign for anybody they want to. That's their decision. But even collegiate sports, even Amateur sports are becoming less amateur and more professional. When Cam Newton committed to the NFL draft last year after the foot, the NCAA football season, Division I season ended, he committed to the NFL draft because of the allegations swarming around his head about him taking money. But it doesn't matter. He was still a student when he committed to the draft. He went on. He did interviews. He essentially took money from endorsements because he was going into the NFL draft, but he was still a student. In March and April, he's still a student at Auburn. The draft hasn't happened yet, and even when it does happen, in a way, he will still be a student. He's not graduating, but the season ended back in January, February, and he was still a student. I can't say this enough. Blaine Gabbert, these guys are still students when they commit to the NFL draft. And they're making a lot of money right now because they're committing to the draft, but they're still students. And they get packages from their sponsors when they're playing in big games, and they go on the road, and they take planes, and they stay in hotels. And that's free to them. They're basically having money thrown at them because they have a skill. And that's why... Lots of people sports, lots of people who somewhat follow sports, they don't get these big-time contracts. Ryan Braun just signed a five-year, $105 million contract with the Brewers. Over the offseason, Prince Fielder signed a one-year, $15 million deal, which broke Major League history. And people don't understand. Why should you pay these guys that much money? Because they're good at baseball, because they can hit a ball and catch a ball. It's not that simple. As I said earlier... Sports are the biggest kind of 
entertainment. Millions of dollars go into sports, and millions of dollars are taken from sports with TV rights and ticket prices and food. It's so, it's so much about the business right now, and that's what's sad. For those of you out there who play, who love video games and play video games, when you play those baseball or football video games and you make a guy and he makes it through the minors or gets who, get, or who he gets onto the team from the practice squad, the first email you get is about money. It's all about the money. And that's what's getting to be kind of scary about sports is that these owners have millions and millions of dollars. The Steinbrenner family, millions of dollars. And now Brian Cashman and Theo Epstein, the GMs for the Red Sox and Yankees, all have millions of dollars to spend on these players. The Red Sox signed Adrian Gonzalez to five, six, seven years. I don't know the exact contract. And he's making over $100 million. People don't understand that. I get it. I understand that you want a winning team. You want to be able to wear a World Series or a Super Bowl ring around your finger. But is it really worth it? Is it really worth all the allegations, the, in a way, illegally buying players? In in the NFL, we pretty much know what teams are getting these players. We know who's going to go to what team. And sure, there's a surprise in there. Once or twice, Blaine Gabbert might might go earlier or later than he's supposed to go. Same with Cam Newton. But these guys are making so much money, and the NCAA turns their heads. They don't see it. They don't care. And that's why the NCAA is becoming more of a professional venue. Professional sports aren't being played in the NCAA, but they are pretty much being... They're, they're, they're making money from that. And it's sad because college sports back in the 70s and 80s were just guys showcasing their talent to potentially go on to the pros. There was no CBA lockout in the NFL in the 80s. Roger Goodell wasn't around in the 80s. But it's still happening now, and that's the sad fact. The sad fact is millions of dollars go into these teams, into these sports, and what's coming out of it? Entertainment, of course. But it it takes less to make a movie than to put on a sports team than to build a stadium. But again, people don't understand it, but it's only because it's only because it's a huge form of entertainment. People, millions of people watch the World Cup. That's the most watched sporting event. And over 100 million people watch it in different countries. It's a huge thing. And it happens once every four years. Same with the Olympics. The Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics happen once every four years. And it takes all the countries and it mixes them together. But think about Michael Phelps. Eight gold medals in one Summer Olympics, in the 08 Summer Olympics. And he's made millions of dollars from Subway, one of his endorsements, in a lot of his endorsements because he's good at swimming. And that's honestly what it is, is these guys are the best at what they do. They do it so well, and that's why they get paid so much money. In my opinion, 
it's not good. Kurt Flood, born in Houston, Texas, raised in California, signed with the Reds for a couple thousand dollars, seven-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time World Series champion, three-time All-Star selection. This guy sued his team because his contract, a couple of things in his contract weren't correct. The Cardinals said that you can only make money from us if you're current if you're actively playing and he sued them. He potentially won. But there's been so many lawsuits over the years within sports. It's becoming a mess. It is becoming a mess and it's it's sad and I keep saying it and it's it's really bad. The NBA is in the playoffs right now. Same with the NHL. But in around 05, the NHL had a lockout. In 94, the MLB had a lockout. And the NFL is having one right now. So it's not good. It's becoming a, a mess. You can email us at vak at voiceamericakids.com. State your opinions. Make sure you put behind the lines in my name, Max Merkin, in that email. You can state your opinions. You can tell me and the show and the listeners what you think. Remember, vak at voiceamericakids.com. You're listening to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin right here on Voice America Kids in partnership with the Kidstar Radio Network. Stay tuned and remember, email us at VAK, no spaces, no capitals, at voiceamericakids.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the PGA Tour. The Masters just happened. The U.S. Open is in our sights. And we're going to talk about how a sport that hasn't been that exciting over the years is becoming so much more exciting without its most exciting player. That would be Tiger Woods. Remember, VAK at voiceamericakids.com. Golf will be coming up next. Stay tuned here on Behind the Lines. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m. whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. 
Want to laugh yourself silly over the crazy happenings of the celeb world and beyond? Tune in to Behind the Mask on Voice America Kids. Your hosts will uncover the celebrities you know and love, along with some that you might not know in this country, but they are admired across the world. But it's not just the famous that need to look out. We'll look inside the music biz, stage, and of course, the big screen. Listen to Behind the Mask every Thursday at 8 p.m. on Broadway and 5 p.m. Hollywood side on the Voice America Kids channel. Action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin and you're listening here on Voice America Kids in partnership with the Kidstar Radio Network. For more information, you can go to www.kidstar.org. I gave you guys an email address last segment and I'm going to change it here it's voiceamericakids at yahoo.com so please write in your opinions everybody's heard here we'd like to hear your opinions we'd like to hear what your opinions are on this what you think of my opinions so again voiceamericakids at yahoo.com we just talked about the business side of sports and right now we're going to go into golf golf is a sport where you love it or you hate it you don't walk 18 holes in three miles because you kind of like golf. You don't watch a four-hour tournament because you kind of like it. And right now, golf is becoming very exciting. It is becoming a huge sport. And it's kind of ironic that it's that exciting because its most exciting player, Tiger Woods, isn't involved in it. I mean, he's involved, but he's not his old Tiger. He had that incident a couple of years ago. He took a six-month leave of absence, and his game hasn't really been the same since last since the 2011 Masters. It was the 75th Masters. It was April 7th to 10th at Augusta National in Georgia. It was the first major It was the first major championship of the 2011 season, and Charles Schwartzel won by two strokes over Adam Scott and Jason Day. Now, if you've never heard those names, don't worry. Those aren't the top-notch golfers, but they're young, and they are on their way to success, I can tell you right now. There were 99 players in the field of the Masters. Yes, 99, one under 100, 49 after the cut, and the number one player in the world, Martin Kamer, failed to make the cut, which is kind of odd, and it really makes you question why isn't Tiger the number one player in the year? That is the number one question so far this year, so far for the past couple of years. Why is Tiger Woods not in first place on the leaderboard in every tournament he plays? Why is Tiger Woods not as good as he used to be? He had that incident. He took a six-month leave of absence, and then he decided to change his swing. But he's finally getting it back. And this is the thing about Tiger Woods. Right now, he's not the number one player in the world. Right now, Martin Kamer is, and I'm not sure if he will be once the standings come out after the Masters, but Tiger's getting his groove back. He made shots in the Masters that nobody could make on this planet. Nobody on this planet could make some of the shots that Tiger Woods made. I watched some of the Masters, and it was very exciting. I do have to say... 
I've been a, a golf fan on and off throughout my life, but right now I'm very interested in the sport because in the Masters on Sunday, the most exciting day of a golf tournament, there were eight players who led on the back nine, including Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy is a guy who had a share of the lead for the first three rounds and had a four-stroke advantage going into Sunday. And he shot 80, finishing 10 strokes behind Schwartzel. <coughs> Schwartzel is a very good golfer. I agree with that. He sunk four birdies on the last four holes, and nobody's done that. He won $1 million. $440,000. That's a lot of money. And I'm sure he's very happy and I'm sure he's going to be very popular now that he won. But nobody knew who he was going into this tournament. Everybody was focused on Rory McIlroy. Here's a kid. I can't call him a kid, but he's 23 years old. He hadn't played golf for three straight weeks. People thought he might lose his groove a little bit. And the night before... It was said that he played American football with five of his friends at 11 o'clock at night, and he was told to settle down by the neighbors. Rory McIlroy, the guy who led the Masters for three straight days, was playing football the night before. It shows you how young he is. It shows you how carefree he is. But he was almost the first golfer ever to lead and win the Masters from wire to wire, meaning Thursday to Sunday. Phil Mickelson didn't play in the Masters. Tiger Woods did. Tiger had a share of the lead for the first time since before his leave of absence. And it's amazing that that happened, and it's amazing that he's coming back. When you think about it, Augusta is a very difficult course. It's a par 72, and when you add up all the length of the holes in yards, it's 7,435 yards in the whole course. That's pretty amazing. And the fact that Tiger and Vijay Singh and Ben Crenshaw played in this tournament, Vijay Singh in his 67th consecutive major championship, Ben Crenshaw in his 40th, it's amazing that these guys can go out there four days a week and play their top game of golf. And it's good that Tiger's back. We're going to end this segment talking about Tiger Woods. He's great. He really is. And he's coming back. And that's something for everybody to know. Please email us your opinions about Tiger, about golf, about the business side of sports, which we've talked about already, at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Voiceamericakids, no capitals, no spaces, at yahoo.com. Stay tuned here for our next segment. We've already talked about politics and the business side of sports, and we've also talked about golf. But our next segment is going to be our next segment is going to be about big baseball acquisitions and trades and such. We'll get into that later. Stay tuned here on Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merck, and you're listening here on Voice America Kids. Stay tuned.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you believe in the supernatural? Well, some do and some don't, which is why Beyond the Third Dimension looks at both sides. You have one host who believes in ghosts, while the other can't think of anything more ridiculous. Put them together and you get some great discussion and some real discoveries and exploration of the paranormal, and then some. Tune in to Beyond the Third Dimension, airing Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. And try not to be afraid of things that go bump in the night. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids face very tough and very real issues every single day. It can be bad. It can be ugly. Now there's something good that can help. Tune in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll discuss the issues and provide solutions and connections to solutions that you will be able to use. Our show goes right to the heart of today's kids and beyond. Your parents will probably want to listen in, too. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly airs Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune into Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. The action just doesn't stop. You're listening to Behind the Line on Voice America Kids. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin and you're listening here on Voice America Kids in partnership with the Kidstar Radio Network. Voice America Kids and Kidstar, we have an email for this show, Behind the Lines. You can email us your opinions and your opinions of my opinions at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Once again, voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. No capitals, no spaces. Email us your opinions. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to talk about you on air. Right now, though, we're going to talk about the MLB, but not the everyday news of the MLB, not the statistics and scores. We're going to talk about what a GM does, the GM side of the MLB acquisitions, trades, waiver, waivers, rumors, minor league, call ups. It's not something you hear about every day. It isn't. And especially because it's early in the baseball season and the trading deadline hasn't happened yet. It's not even close. Teams aren't worrying about it. But right now, I'm going to tell you what my opinions are of teams and what they should 
trade, what they should do, how they should make acquisitions, and how last place teams need to acquire things to get into first place. Right now, you look at the Cardinals and you look at the Red Sox, two very important organizations, two very storied organizations and franchises. They share something. They share great first basemen, Adrian Gonzalez and Albert Pujols. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm worrying about Albert Pujols. I am, because he didn't get off to a great start. You never know how he's going to do. He's been nothing but consistent, reliable, 100 RBIs, at least 30 home runs, and at least a 300 batting average in the past 10 years of his career. But he he is in his final year of his contract. And he's not looking to re-sign with the Cardinals because they're not offering him a contract that he likes. If I'm Albert Pujols, I'm thinking, I want this much money because I'm the best player in baseball. And if I'm the Cardinals, I'm thinking... We need to give him this money because he's the best player in baseball. If he asks for $500 million and a Ferrari, give it to him because he is so good. He is the most consistent and the greatest baseball player in the past 10 years, possibly one of the greatest hitters in history. It doesn't matter what he wants because you need to give it to him. But the Cardinals, Tony La Russa, they're obviously not thinking that. I'm sure Tony La Russa is because he sees a skill in Albert Pujols, but the front office of the Cardinals, they're not. They're thinking one player is not going to change the franchise of our team, which is wrong, but it seems like that's what they're thinking. They're not giving him enough money, and they haven't come to a, a contract conclusion. He's been in St. Louis for ten and a half seasons. That's the only team he's ever played in the majors with. And right now, he might not play there in his 12th season. This is his 11th season, the 2011 season. So if I'm the Cardinals, I'm thinking, we're not giving him enough money to re-sign him. But he wants to go to a big franchise team. So what do you do? You look at Boston. You look at the Red Sox. You look at Adrian Gonzalez. Boston has never proven that they are attached to one player. Sure, guys have spent their whole career with them, like Dustin Pedroia, but he's only been in the majors for four or five years. Manny Ramirez seemed like a player they'd keep, but he was shipped out to Los Angeles. So Adrian Gonzalez might not stay with the Red Sox. They gave him a huge contract, but Albert Pujols has more gold gloves, more home runs, more production. And you can blame that on anything with Adrian Gonzalez, that he played for a, a pretty bad team, that he played in a bad stadium with his kind of skill set. But it doesn't matter because those are his statistics. That's what happened. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm thinking, let's trade pool holes for Gonzalez. We'll lock up a guy who has five years left on his contract, a guy who is making a good amount of money but not – an unreasonable amount, and we'll let Boston, who has the biggest wallet in the American League, if not the second biggest behind the Yankees, we'll let them 
give him a huge contract and he'll be happy. And it doesn't matter if he's happy because he's not our problem anymore. Sure, he had great years in St. Louis. There's no question about that. But it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter how many great years he had in St. Louis. It doesn't matter if they're going to re-sign him or not because they should be looking to get rid of him, not to get rid of him because they dislike him, but because he won't sign with them because they're not offering him enough money. And who knows? It's a long baseball season. It's a fairly long offseason. They have all that time to give him a contract. They have all that time to do it, and Albert Pujols in baseball hopes they should because he belongs in St. Louis, but he can go somewhere else. Another team that you look at their offseason acquisitions, and despite how they did last year, how they're going to do this year, you have to look at this fact. The Dodgers made 16 signs or re-signs or acquisitions this offseason. 16. That's more than 50% of their 25-man roster. They made 16 big league moves. They signed about 7 or 8 guys to minor league contracts. So in total, they made about 23 acquisitions this offseason. That's huge. That's a huge number. And when you think about it, it's pretty good because the Dodgers finished in fourth place last year. But if I'm Ned Coletti, I'm thinking, I don't care about Frank McCourt. I don't care about that. I want to put a good team on the field. That's also Don Manningly's problem. But if I'm Ned Coletti, I'm thinking, we need a superstar. And it looks like Matt Kemp's going to emerge into one. And they have a great core three of young players, Kemp, Ethier, and Loney. That's a great core three. You do not let go of those core three unless it's Cliff Lee, Ryan Howard, and Shane Victorino in a trade with that. Unless they're, unless Philadelphia is going to give you Oswald, Lee, and Halliday, you're not trading those core three because they are going to to emerge into the greatest, not the greatest, but some of the greatest players in the game. Not this year, not next year, but in a few years they are. Matt Kemp, great MVP candidate. He got off to a great start. And you can thank Davey Lopes for that, but I wouldn't let go of those guys because they're great. They're very good at what they do, and they're very quick, they're very powerful, and they're good on defense, so you don't let go of those guys. Other people I wouldn't let go, you look to Detroit. Miguel Cabrera, probably the most underrated superstar there is. Miguel Cabrera was a triple crown candidate through all of last season, just up until the end of September. He's amazing, and you can see now that he's a superstar because he had a few off-season problems, and he has a pretty big ego, but he's still a nice guy. But after this season, when he puts together two great seasons, he's going to be the next, not the next Albert Pujols because he's not that young, but he's going to be the second Albert Pujols, the American League Albert Pujols because he's good on defense. He's 
phenomenal on the offensive side. When he's holding a bat in his hands, he is great. So I'd lock him up. I'd sign him through 2025 even, when he's going to be in his 40s. It doesn't matter because he is so good and he will be good for a solid decade. Another guy in Detroit I wouldn't let go is Brandon Bosch. Brandon Bosch is a young outfielder with a powerful swing and a productive swing. And the Tigers need to notice that. At the beginning of the season, he wasn't a starter. He wasn't their first, second, or third outfielder. He was their fourth outfielder. He's slowly getting into their lineup. They need to do that because he's going to be an all-star in the next two years. I guarantee it. He's going to be an all-star. Now we're going to go to Pittsburgh. Pirates have been a last-place team for longer than anybody can remember, since 1997 to be exact. That's the last time they made the playoffs. They need pitching. Their ace right now, Jeff Karstens, had a cup of coffee with the Yankees, and he looks to be a minor league pitcher. They need pitching. They need a starting pitching staff, which it doesn't look like they've got. They have, excuse me. They need somebody who can pitch seven or eight strong innings, and then they need a bullpen. They need a pitching staff. They need 11 or 12 guys who can go out and pitch, and right now they only have one or two. They need an outfield. Sure, you have Andrew McCutcheon, one of the great, young, fast, powerful outfielders in the game. But that's one guy. And then you have Garrett Jones. He's going to be a superstar. But they don't have a full roster of what you could call major league caliber players. They've got, they have guys who've been called, who were called up from double A AA or triple A, and that's it. They have guys who some belong in the minor leagues and some belong as a bench player starting. And that's right now. I'm not saying these these players on the Pirates aren't going to go out and do better. Sure, Neil Walker, Pedro Alvarez, these guys are great prospects. But right now, they can't put a team together. Right now, they're not a team. They're not a baseball team, and that's what they need to that's what they need to be. Another team that you look at that's been in last place starting to emerge the Cubs. One of the most storied franchises in all of baseball, Wrigley Field is one of the most spectacular stadiums in all of baseball, in my opinion. But the Cubs aren't doing well. They need a couple of offensive players. We're going to end this segment, the MLB acquisition segment, right now. Remember, you could email us your opinions at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Email us your opinions. Email us your opinions about my opinions. Whatever you want, you can email us, and we'll try to get your opinions, your emails on the air. You're listening to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin here on Voice America Kids. Stay tuned.
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. What is Take Two? Take two crazy hosts, put them in front of two microphones, and use your two ears to enjoy the fun. Times two. Take Two. We'll go back, way back to the favorite TV shows of our childhood. Your parents' childhood. Um, no. Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at Voice America and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Hello and welcome back to Behind the Lines. I'm the Max Merkin and you're listening stop. here you're on listening Voice to America the Kids on in Voice partnership America Kids. with the Kidstar now, Radio back to the show. For more information about our show, about Voice America Kids, or about Kidstar, go to www.kidstar.org. If you want to email us your opinions, your thoughts, your thoughts on my opinions, anything you want, email us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com once again. Voice America Kids at yahoo.com. No capitals, no spaces. We'll try to get you on the air. We've gone over golf. We've gone over the money-making and business side of sports. 
we've gone over baseball acquisitions that needed to be made and such. Right now we're going to cover the rest of it, the other stuff. Right now we're going to cover the NBA and the NHL, my opinions of the star players and the playoffs. The NBA and the NHL are in a way shadowed by the MLB and the, and the NFL, but not right now. They have been in the past. They might be in the future, but there might not be an NFL. So the NBA is really popular. It's around playoff time right now, and there are teams that aren't supposed to be in the playoffs or teams that are supposed to be in the playoffs but aren't going to last. You look at San Antonio winning its record in the NBA. Three of the three of the league's great players, underrated players, that's another argument, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili. These guys aren't young anymore, though. Shannon Brown, they're no Shannon Brown. They're not, they're not young. They're getting older. Tim Duncan's been in the league for a long time. Manny Ginobili, even longer. And Tony Parker, his mind not, might not be in basketball right now. This is a team who belongs in the playoffs because they won a lot, but a team that's not going to last in the playoffs because they don't have enough depth. They don't have enough skills. And they have enough experience, but they can't, they can't win in the postseason. You ask any professional player, any player who made the postseason in their career, it's a totally different cup of coffee. It is. Because there's more fans watching. It's a sellout crowd. It's on a major television network. And you have a chance now to win the ultimatum, to make the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup, and to get a ring. That's what players strive for, is that ring, that diamond ring that fits across, that fits on your finger that you get to wear and say, you won this championship. And the difference between the regular season and the postseason is that the regular season you say, we've got to make the playoffs, we've got to make the playoffs, we've got to make the playoffs. And then in the postseason, well, we made the playoffs, we've got to get to the finals, we've got to get to the finals, we've got to get to the finals. And for those two lucky teams, not lucky, but the two teams who make the finals, they say, we have to win, we have to win, we have to win. It's a long road. It is. It's a long road, but some teams don't last in the playoffs because they face very good opponents. That is the key, is the opponents. You look into hockey, the Phoenix Coyotes faced the Detroit Red, the Detroit Red, Red Wings, tongue twister there, and they were swept in four games. The Kings are playing this... The Kings are playing the San Jose Sharks. The Ducks are playing the Nashville Predators. These teams, the Sharks, the Predators, are spectacular. They have great players, great coaches, great goalies. 
and they're meant to be in the playoffs. They're meant to go very, very far. Sure, teams will put up a good fight, but the reason the Lakers have won the past two championships is because they have depth, they have coaching, they have experience, and they have confidence. If you're not favored in a matchup, the worst that can happen is you lose and everybody's correct. The best that can happen is you prove everybody wrong. So in a way, you you can have more momentum going into a playoff series knowing that you're not favored, knowing that you were the underdog. Everybody roots for the underdog. Everybody roots for the guy who's the long shot out of spring training, the guy who's amazing but might not make the final cuts of the NFL, the guy who comes into training camp in the NHL but then just misses it and gets sent to the AHL. And the NBA guys who do well in the summer league but get sent down to the D league, those kind of guys. You root for them. And if you don't have any if you don't have any favorite team in the playoffs, your team's out, your team's in a different matchup, you root for the underdog. But the Lakers are never the underdog because they're very good, they're very skilled, they're very talented, they've got a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame player, and many teams don't have that. Sure, you could say LeBron James and Dwayne Wade of the Heat are going to be Hall of Famers, but they're too young to know that. They haven't had long enough careers and storied enough careers to know that that's going to happen. They haven't brought back the hardware, in quotation marks, like Kobe has. Kobe has five championships, four straight All-Star Game MVPs, two other MVPs. He played since he was in high school. He won with the U.S. basketball team. He was the captain. He makes $100 million a year with endorsements and from the Lakers and everything like that. And he's going to be a Hall of Famer. There is not a question or doubt in anyone's mind that that's going to happen. But LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, you don't know yet. You really don't know yet. Speaking of the Heat, speaking of the Heatles... Let's talk about them for right now. There have been a lot of, not allegations, but a lot of predictions against them, saying that they were great in the regular season, they've got three great players, but Eric Spolster is a bad coach, and they're not going to go far because they're not a good defensive team. That's what has been said about the Heat. I disagree. In my opinion, they're a good team. Are they going to win the finals? Probably not. Are they going to come close? Probably. This is a team with three three great players and a coach who's not going to be there next year. But let's back up a second. Do they really have three great players? Is Chris Bosh really good enough to call great? Who knows? I don't think so. I like Chris Bosch. 
I think he's done well for the Raptors. He did well for the Raptors. But I think it was considered a great offseason for the Heat because they re-signed Wade, signed LeBron, and got Bosch. I mean, there's there's a question in my voice because is I don't know if Chris Bosch is really that great. He just kind of got swept up in this. It was saying, wow, the three great players of Miami, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh is stuck in the middle because he might not be that great. He might just be involved with a great team or involved in a great offseason. Chris Carpenter is so good because of Adam Wayne, because Adam Wainwright's pitching in front of him. You have the one, two, three punch of Wade, James, and Bosch, but it's really the one, two punch and the kick. The playoffs are important in the NBA. They're important in the NHL. They're important in every sport. We're going to end today's show on that note. We're going to talk about this more next show. We're going to talk about other things. We're going to talk about many other things in the next show. Please tune in for our next show, but also email us your opinions at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Tell us what you think. You're listening to Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin here on Behind the Lines. You're listening here on Voice America Kids. Please email us. Please listen to this show. Please listen to the next show. This is a great show. It's a great show where kids voice their opinions about a different side of sports. So thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time on Behind the Lines. I'm Max Merkin. You're listening here on Voice America Kids in partnership with the Kidstar Radio Network. Thanks for listening. That's the end of Regulation Play. Join us next week for another edition of Behind the Line, an insider's look at sports from a kid's point of view. We'll see you next week on Voice America Kids. This is VoiceAmericaKids.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.